that to be that. the jelly one. Okay, so that's that's yours <laughs> that's officially. The jelly one. Mine okay. forever will be the fresh Chicavanos. <laughs> that is my favorite thing. That one always, I watched that one probably ten thousand times. I, I at gotta this watch point. it every day it's just to get funny. high in the morning, you know? <laughs> you it's what get gets that. me straight. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Kind of Funny Morning Show today. Uh, my name is Nick Scarpino. Uh, with me today is Joey Noel, oh, hey. co-hosting. Thank Stop. you so much. Uh, if you guys did not know, uh, this show comes to you each and every day here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, during which we go over the news. Uh, we talk about some of the cool stories. We're going to talk about some fun movies today that I've discovered on Netflix. And we will also be giving our spoiler-free and spoiler-ish uh, impressions of the Cloverfield Paradox because both Joey and I have seen it and I desperately want to talk to someone about that. Yeah. Do not worry though, we will put the spoiler banner up so if anyone's watching live, um, you'll you'll have fair warning. Um, of course, if you guys can't watch this live and because uh, you're always on the go and you've got things to do, you got a family, you got kids to feed, you got places to be, uh, well, we put this up on YouTube around 2 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time every day as well. Um, so you can go over there, join in the conversation in the comments below. Thank you to all who have been doing that. Uh, it's really awesome to see that conversation continued um, and I love responding to it as does Joey uh, so that'll be fun today and of course if you can't do that well there's no excuses we put it out on iTunes as well so if you're listening to my words right now and you have no idea what I look like Google me <laughs> you know just Google me start your day or end your day with a nice Google of Nick Scarpino come on guys will you Get maybe it. find pictures of Nick without a beard yeah oh, you can easily find pictures of me without, and, and I quote uh, Joey saw a picture of me on my driver's license the other day. I think it was my driver. Oh no! What? 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 Maybe it was. Someone Jen. just had a picture. Of, oh no! It was I didn't. Somebody see had a picture of me without a beard, and I quote, "Joey went ew." I don't think I said ew. Ew. Though I do want to see what you look current. You looks like without a beard, uh, which I don't think very, will ever happen. Probably so. No, I don't think so. I really like having a beard for two reasons. One, uh, it clearly distinguishes me amongst the group of guys that we have working here. Yeah, because, yeah. Because no one else has a beard. No. No one else uh, is a white dude with a beard that's kind of scraggly and is semi out of shape. There's yeah. nothing scraggly about your beard and you know Thank it. you, Kevin, I appreciate that. You do uh, have the best beard, though, but, I will give you that. Thank you, I have a beard guy. Two, mm. it is way easier to have a beard than not have a beard. Now, as, as oh, a guy, maintenance. oh my God, I hated shaving. Yeah. I've never been one of those guys who can shave over and over again without getting a, a tremendous mm -hmm. amount of like razor burn. So I would always let the five o'clock shadow grow in and always look a bit, uh, some would say rugged, others would say dirty. Got it. Uh, and so once I grew the beard out, I was like, oh, this is man's natural state. This is what, this is what God wanted us to be. Do you use a beard oil? No, I don't need to. No. I'm, I'm Italian, so I have natural skin oils mm. that come out in my beard. Got it. Because there seems to be like a whole beard grooming Oh, there definitely Industry is. Industry now. Yeah, uh, Yusuf uses a beard oil mm -hmm. because he's got that like he's thicker got, like, beard. Really he's got that full, really rugged, yeah. full beard. Uh, mine just is a little, it just kind of goes where it wants to go. It's like the Wolverine of beards, you know? <laughs> it's really good at what it wants to do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today's episode of the Kind of Funny Morning Show is brought to you by kindoffunny.com slash store where you can get the shirt I am currently wearing. Uh, which is the Kind of Funny Games Daily Tea in a Heathered Black. It's a very, very cool shirt. I like yesterday. the Heathered Black. I do too. We gotta make more things out of this. We do. Uh, these top three items right here are, are my three my three favorites right now. I don't like to pick favorites amongst all of my children, uh, but these are my favorite three so far, yeah. right now. I didn't realize we went up to 4XL. I didn't know that either. There's lots of things we don't know about our merch store. We like to, they like to keep us guessing, that's and that's what I love about that's them. That's a big surprise. Keep us on our toes, man. They do. They do. All of these are back in stock now. These are so back in stock, which is great. Get yourself one of these hoodies. Have we always had double XL on these guys? I think so, yeah. I think we've got them. The, the 4XL is surprising, 
but yeah, uh, it's not alarming, though. It, but it is surprising. Of course, we still have this kind of casual shirt that I really, really love. I There's all that, that one, stuff. Yeah. Go over there, check that out. You guys know the rigmarole. Uh, today, a couple of Seven dollars and nineteen cents. Yeah, we're trying to get rid of that stock. We've had that shirt on there for a while. So, for the love of God, please, if Maybe you I'll want that shirt, one. just go over and get it. It is dirt cheap. As is the weird Trevor Halloween oh, shirt that we're still selling. You have to want it in small, though. Well, you have to really want that shirt, then. Here's what I say you do. If you're large, get it in small. Dunk it in water. Stretch it out. So I watched Boogie Nights last night. Great movie. With Philip Seymour Hoffman. When they, That's it's a, a great... I know it's random, but... Was it a great, Philip Seymour Hoffman night last night? Because I fell asleep watching uh, Almost Famous. Oh, no. But he was great in that. No, last night... Um, well, we're skipping ahead here. Let me... I will tell you what last night was. And I want to recommend a couple movies to everyone. If you haven't seen them, they're, they're two really good movies on Netflix. Uh, before I get into that, of course, The Avengers. We're doing MCU in review. Our Avengers discussion is live right now. Uh, did we pick this as number one? Is it the top superhero movie to date ever made? We well, you'll have to go watch that. We certainly have made that last decision. You'll have to go watch that. That... Did who? How did Loki re-rank in the Ragu Bagu uh, bad guy <laughs> rankings? That's We're, rad guys on bad guys. You'll have to go and see. But this was actually a really good discussion. Um, again, it's just super fun watching these movies. Yeah. Going back and watch them again. Uh, so that's good. Uh, you got to remind me to pick Snowbike Mike at some point. Did it, so uh, thank you for that. Are you I don't think it's up yet. Let me check. Let me check. We got to go over to my Twitch. As you guys know, if you have Amazon Prime, you get one free Twitch Prime subscription. And this month, I've decided I'm going to give that to Snowbike Mike. Hold on. Snowbike. Is he spelled with a Z? No, okay, no, it's right there. It's that one. Hold on, okay. And let's see if I can subscribe you to it. Not yet. Not yet. Damn it. Damn it. Every day, Snowbike Mike. We're going to check every is day. Is another opportunity to support you. Now, Greg gave him actual money, which I say is lunacy. No, That's the whole just point lunacy. is you're supposed to pay it forward with no, you your you pay it money. forward, Greg. Well, what Greg, Greg has the patience his, his... of a small child and just wants what he wants when he wants it, and that's what he does. This is true. That's how it goes. Um, couple of things. So last night, uh, the wife and I were looking mm -hmm. for something to watch, right? Yeah. We finished Cloverfield Paradox, okay. which I want to talk to you about. You finished that, too. Yes. That's going to be our deep dive topic after we get into some news. We're going to talk about that. I want to have a very candid discussion with you on it. Okay. Kevin, if you haven't watched it, close your ears. I haven't watched it. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Are you You'll have to close to your ears. Uh, yeah. You can swap it out with Cool Greg, because I'm pretty sure That's Cool true. Greg, when I talk to him, he, he has this internal filter, which is... You know, just so you guys are going to go full spoilers on this. Uh, I want to go full spoilers yeah. on it, yeah. Okay, I'd like to have a full spoiler yeah. discussion on it. We'll go sp spoiler-free for the first five minutes. That's later. Yeah. Um, watch that. And uh, But the wife was like, hey, I've got, you know, I could tell she had another hour left before she was going to get, like, a little tired. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll put on this other movie. Now, a long time ago, actually, Kevin. I'll show you the other one. Yeah, show me the other one first. A long time ago, I watched this, right? This is a documentary that's on Netflix right now called Drunk, Stone, Brilliant, and Dead, the story okay. of the National Lampoon. Now, if you're not oh, familiar with National that's Lampoon, interesting. a lot of people's touchstone for National Lampoon, especially of our generations, are the movies, right? Yeah. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, the Vacation series, of course, great. So good. Um, they were Animal House. Animal House. They were responsible for Animal House. Uh, they were responsible for making Caddyshack. Oh, really? There was, yeah, there was a Even lot. Even though that's not, is it tagged as National Lampoon's No, Caddyshack? it's not a National Lampoon's Caddyshack, but the, the creative team that Got came it. out of National Lampoon. That's this way the story's so fascinating. So, great documentary. Van Wilder. Highly recommend it. Um, That's right, they did. It actually, you know, it features all of the people that came from Lampoons. And a lot of people, if you don't know this, the Lampoon was a, a, a nationally a publicated magazine that was oh. uh, that was very, very popular. It was a crazy comedy magazine, very, very satire. Um, it's like and Mad TV-ish? Out of that, kind of Mad TV-ish. 
kind of mad magazine ish, yeah, actually, right, but, yeah. but more like politically inspired. I mean, they're, they're, got it. they made some covers that were completely outlandish, completely ridiculous, and got sued by everyone under the sun. Um, but what they also did was they started a radio show. Mm-hmm. So they had the National Lampoon's Radio Hour, which they cast out of um, one of the local improv troops, mm-hmm. uh, pers- a bunch of unknown people that not a lot of people knew about, namely uh, John Belushi, Gilda Ratner, Bill Murray, Harold Ramis. Oh, yeah. uh, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Guest, oh, man. and um, I'm, oh, and Chevy Chase. Yeah. So, a bunch of no names at the time. Never um, done anything they, since. Right? They decided to put them, of course. Then they did some other stuff in there, and they had a band, and they had a live show, and they had all these things. And then that became the precursor to when NBC needed to fill an hour on okay. Saturday night. Lauren Michaels coming in and kind of poaching all that talent and making Saturday Night Live. So it's a really, really cool that story. That sounds really interesting. Very, very, very interesting. A lot of things that I did not know about, because again, my touchstone was only like, I had seen National Lampoon's Vacation, but I really yeah. didn't know what the publication was. I had no idea the lineage of it. I didn't mm-hmm. know who, um, who the founders were or anything like that. Interestingly enough, after you've watched this, Kevin, go to the next one. I started watching this last night, which is a narrative retelling of it called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. Okay. Starring Will Forte and uh, the guy that played Hux oh, in, uh, yeah. in Star, Star Wars, Wars, who does an amazing American accent, proving once again that uh, Brits can do American accents way better than Americans can do British accents. This is really good. It's really, really funny, and it's an interesting, really satirical, sort of tongue-in-cheek retelling of the story. Do you recommend that you, people watch the other one first and then this, so they have context? No, or I think, think maybe think watch this, this first and then go back and watch the other one, because the other one features like interviews with uh, Chevy Chase and a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, it's really, really cool. Anyway, it was just an era that I really don't have a lot of, um, I don't have a lot of eyes on because I was obviously like one years old when all this shit was yeah. happening. So it's pretty cool to see to see this go back. It's very nostalgic. Oh. Anyway, let's see. I will the, add that to my endless list of, of things Netflix, the, things to watch. <laughs> Hulu, Amazon Prime movies. There's so much good stuff to watch. You know, and it's funny because I've never been especially a huge fan of Will Forte. Never been like he's not. I'm not a detractor from him in yeah. any way, shape, or the imagination. But I've, I've never watched anything with Will Forte and gone, oh man, this this is a standout performance from him. He's just never, like MacGruber was a little too overdone for yeah. me. He's always great, I think, as a secondary character. Agreed. But this is the first time I remember, like I watched it in his delivery as the Doug Kenny character who was one of the, the founding members of, uh, or the two founders of the National Lampoon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really, really good. And Hux plays, is, is great too. Yeah. And he, you know, just when I thought, hey, I don't want any more of anyone that had to do with uh, you know that movie that shall not be named. He brings about. it right back. He brings it right back. Nice. Love it, love it. Steed Jarrett says, there's no such thing as a British accent. I can find half a dozen with six phone numbers, LOL. I don't know what that means, but there is such thing as a British accent. Because it sounds like London. That's what it sounds you like. You nailed it, Nick. That's it. Fuck That's yeah, I, I was not it. expecting you to go into that. No. <laughs> No one ever. Oh, you sound like you're from Lingen. <laughs> there it is. You I did put it London again. and England together and got Lingland. <laughs> That's what happens when you can't. Uh... Oh yeah, Slay J87 says Last Man on Earth is amazing. Nick again. Will Forte was, has just never been my guy until yeah. he's like everything has to come to you at the right time. And I think I'm entering into an unprecedented era in my life called the Will Forte era now. Wow. And I might have to go deep Damn, down the line and go back. That's impressive. Similar to how when I watched Anchorman for the first time, I was like, I don't know about this Will Ferrell guy. Right? Really? Then I go back, I watch Zoolander, I'm like, he's pretty funny. You go back yeah. and watch Anchorman again, you're like, I'm ready for Will Ferrell to come into my life. You just need life. to be eased into the... You gotta ease into it. It has to find you. Just like when I was a young um, a young child driving around in my, in my Jetta VR6, and wow. I heard a song come on the radio, and I was like, what is that song? And I went into a Verizon, no, Virgin uh, Megastore, yeah. and I sang it to the guy... <laughs> 
over the counter and he said, sir, stop right there. That's Led Zeppelin's immigrant song. You're a fucking idiot. Go get Led Zeppelin, like a compilation of Led Zeppelin. It's right over there. And I did. But I I wasn't ready for it until that day. I was so sure you were going to be singing Van Halen's Panama. (laughs) No, my brother was actually a huge Van Halen fan. Mm -hmm. And so I I was exposed to Van Halen's Panama from a young age. Uh, as you know, you always heard that you always heard like the top level, the ones that broke through the mainstream with Van yeah. Halen, ACDC, Back in Black, all those mm-hmm. things, right? Uh, but it's not until you see one Iron Man where you're like, I got to go back and listen to more ACDC because ACDC is arguably one of the greatest rock bands ever. I don't think too many people are going to argue with you on that. Not one. too many. They're definitely one of the most prolific bands for yeah. sure. I watched a documentary on them. I'm like, damn, they've been making, they've been fucking just going forever. They can't. They. I think they're, they're losing members left and right, but they're still good. They just plug in Axel Rose and keep going. It's wild. Bring them in. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about a few things in the news today, of course. Ooh. If you guys don't follow Ryan Reynolds on Twitter, you're missing out oh, man. on just a He's dearth so of great good. things. Kevin pulled this up. God bless the team that's making Deadpool 2. <laughs> If you're not familiar with this, this is an, an actual, a direct parody of the Flashdance yeah. poster, which you have to imagine they had a, cre- a conversation in the create like whatever room is is responsible for making these posters. Yeah. And someone's like, what if we aped Flashdance? And the other ten people around the table were probably like, what's what? Flashdance? <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds, being as probably old as me, was probably like, oh, everyone will remember this. And oh, you know yeah. what? You got me, Ryan Reynolds. I just watched well, Flashdance for the first time really? in years, uh, about a month and a half ago. Did it hold up? No. No? It's weird. I feel like it it's has like good scenes, but yeah. as a movie overall, it's like, hmm. Get, watching it, Obviously, every movie is a sign of its time, yeah. right? And it's it's somewhat unfair to go back and judge a movie based off of what the current political and social climate is right That's now. True. Having said that, it's a little like I'm watching Entourage as well, and I'm like, Ooh, oh wow, this I'm well. like this show <laughs> could not exist right yeah. now. There is no fucking way you make a show about Hollywood, a bunch of white dudes in Hollywood going around and just chasing girls and treating yeah. them like total shit. That would not fly right The was so now. good when it was on. It was, but go back and watch it. It's a little, it's, a, it's very tone deaf as far as... Got when, it. Now, again, you have to judge it based on when it was. That was 10 yeah. years ago. Yada, yada, yada. Um, Flashdance is another one like that where it's literally about a 19-year-old girl whose 36-year-old boss starts hitting on her and oh, then they geez. start an affair and it's like this weird thing where she's still working for him but he's helping her out and he's driving around the Porsche and it's yeah, a like, little like... Oh. It's a little skeezy. Maybe we don't do this. As a 38-year-old man, I'm like, I don't know if I'd go 19 if I had it to do over again. 23 is my hard stop. Hard stop. Uh, is that she like might a not moving... have been 19. Chat, let me know if she was 19 or not. Was that, is, that a mo- is the 23 a moving target based on your age, or is it just like a solid 23? No, no, 23 is just kind of where the reset point is for a lot of guys thinking to get divorced. Not that I am. But I just think <laughs> oh it's always God. good to have a second. It's not, I'm not saying. I know. It's just I, a backup plan. I'm, we're, we're solid. I'm just saying. Always good to have... You know, when you're at work, sometimes it's good to float your resume out there and just see what you know where your where your where your value is in the market. Yeah. I don't, market I got off value twenty thirty. Yeah, I don't know. What the <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm talking about there. No uh, so does, that's cool. Nick. What's that, Kev? I said no one does. No. I think the cold medicine just kicked in. I'm not for a second there. I was like, "What are we doing right now?" What and then are we I looked over and I saw about? the camera, and I was like, "Oh, oh that's there's right. people watching this right now." Uh, Let's go to the next news story. I thought this was pretty cool. Of course, as you guys know, I was a huge fan of Blade Runner 2049, so it's interesting to watch Denny Villeneuve uh, basically say, I will never make that movie again. Um, four months after the release of Blade Runner 2049, director Denny Villeneuve 
uh, well, Villeneuve is still weighing in on his critically acclaimed sequel. The movie was a box office bomb in the United States, failing to cross 100 million mark despite a production marketing budget that was at, uh, that many estimated to be over 300 million. Uh, the story goes on also to say uh, Nick Scarpino from Kind of Funny did his part to promote the movie, but nobody listens to him because quote nobody likes the incessant is. rambling of an old man. Uh, the project <laughs> is said to have cost Alcon Entertainment at least 80 million, and it's not something Villeneuve. Uh, is necessarily happy about in an interview with The Telegraph. Villeneuve admits that he'll probably never make a movie like Blade Runner 2049 again after it proved to be such a financial risk. The director is incredibly proud of the film, which he should be, which has earned five Oscar nominations, uh, but he remembers realizing what a challenging release it would be when a producer turned to him four months into the production and told him, quote, we've just made the most expensive art house movie in <laughs> cinema history. <laughs> quote, let's just say it would not be a good idea for me to make a movie like that twice. Villeneuve said, referring to making a studio-funded tentpole with more avant-garde uh, leanings. Quote, when you're working on a film, you're in a bubble, and it was only when I came out of that that I realized we made a monster, I won't do it again. I think what he's saying here is, look, I got the opportunity to make this amazing thing. I'm super proud of this amazing thing, but I recognize that if I make this thing again, and it tanks again, so Ooh, does my career. Yeah. I am done. This was a one-time shot I had at this. And I, would, I would go f as far as to say, though, that Arrival was a little bit more avant-garde than Blade Runner 2049. It might have, I mean, we're dealing with different things happening yeah. on the timeline, we're dealing with interstellar travel, we're dealing with a lot of different things here. And at least Blade Runner had that like tie into a series. Yeah, so we had a lineage that yeah. he had not started, that he was just continuing. I think there's a lot of avant-garde notions in it, but I wouldn't call it an art house film. I would call it a cerebral, deep-cut sci-fi film, which is probably just the same way of saying art house film. How <laughs> dare you The genre of art house film is yeah, essentially what you just said. Uh, you know, uh, kudos to him and kudos to, uh, who was it that put that up? Paramount? No. I forget who put that out. Warner kudos, What is Warner? Yeah. To, to Warner for putting that out. I, I think they knew it was going to be a risk, and I think they, they took that risk, and that's good. Yeah. And I think they need to do more of that. Um, because if we don't have Blade Runners, there's no reason to keep going back this to the movies. I didn't that realize there. that it didn't do like it didn't do that well on that scale of their production. Well, it, go, it goes along to say it did. It actually made up a lot of the money in Europe, uh, okay. which is good. Villeneuve originally told Vulture, uh, "Let's see. Despite the movie's failure to catch on with U.S. audiences, 2049 managed to pass the 150 million mark at the international box office, giving the film a final international gross of 259 million." Villeneuve joked that the to the Telegraph, "Europe saved my ass." I think it ended <laughs> up. I don't know how much it ended up grossing total, but it wasn't. It wasn't a knock out of the park blockbuster profit that yeah. you would expect when you spend that kind of money on. And a when you have movie. names like Ryan Gosling and. Well, uh, to be fair, Lucy the Goss. Born has done art house movies before. That's he is true. an art house actor. I would behind, go as far as to say he's done Pines, more. Behind the Pines? What was that oh, one? Well, Place Beyond the Pines. There we don't we talk go. about that. Uh, we also don't talk about uh, Only God Forgives. But we oh, do talk about one. Drive. And we do talk about Blue Valentine. And do we talk about Blue Valentine? Have oh, you ever God, seen it? Oh, God, that movie was so sad. I know. It, like, wrecks you. But I kind of like those We also those talk about La La movies. Land, which a lot of people don't forget. That is an art house film. Is so it? Good. It's got singing in it, Joe. Yes, yeah. it's Damien Chazelle. I just think it's super... Pandery to LA, which I'm totally into. It is. That's what I love. People always, everyone always says that like it's a criticism. That's the point of the movie. It is yeah. an, it is supposed to capture the romance of what you think LA is supposed to be like, and, and then, then show you, get you the to reality. LA and you're like, no. and it shows you the reality of yeah. it, which is that it's a it's a sad, sad place. Full Except of, for they both succeed. They do both succeed, but that's because they both but they also gave something up yeah. to succeed. Which in LA, you have to give up your friends and give up the fact that you're not going to be horribly addicted to some sort of 
white powder. Jesus. I don't know. I don't know how LA works. I've never lived down there. Uh, let's go into the next news story. Uh, this is not a news story. I just wanted to point everyone over here. Yesterday, we talked about a few of the spots that showed on the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl. What the fuck was it? 52? 53? 52. 52. Apparently, uh, people are moving away from using Super Bowl and whatever number they are and just associating it with the year. Super Bowl 2018? Mm-hmm. That's smarter. I like that better than letters. Well, if you go over to Egan.com, you can see all of the uh, fun nerdrific trailers that dropped, including Solo, The Avengers Spot, uh, the Cloverfield Paradox trailer, which you don't really need to watch the trailer. You can go watch the movie right now. Thanks, Netflix. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom Mission Impossible Fallout trailer, which I watched yesterday. Should have watched it on the show. It's dope. And uh, another movie I'm excited about, which is Red Sparrow. Same. Looks good. And A Quiet Place. Another movie I'm excited about. Very excited about. Is that the directorial debut of Mr. John Krasinski? Do we think? It might be. Let's look. We have the capabilities of that. We have these cool computers. Um, Yeah, it was funny because we were watching it at the Drake's house. um, And they had a really cool setup of they had two TVs inside one playing the Super Bowl, one playing the Puppy Bowl, and then they had a whole setup outside playing the Super Bowl. So we were watching it, and John was like running around, like making sure that all the tech stuff was working. And then I got to that commercial, and it got really quiet. He was like, "Oh my gosh, is the sound not working?" We're like, "No, it's just the movie that's silent." That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also like to shout out to Andrew Renee, who brought over a three-foot-long Subway sub. And I haven't seen one of those since high school. Yep. I'm excited about that. She brought over a lot of treats yesterday. She did bring over a lot, including a sack of cheese. Yeah. That she goes like this. I'm like, where did you get that giant sack of queso nacho Mm -hmm. cheese? And she goes, where do you think I got a giant sack of queso nacho (laughs) cheese? And I'm like, Kevin Coelho brought that. Yeah. Now, if you guys are, if you didn't see this yesterday, Kevin, maybe you can Instagram this later. It is a gallon bag of cheese that looks like. No, it's still here. No, oh, there's some of it still. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, no. There's if Kevin ate all that yesterday, Kevin in general, like, we gotta go ham pump your on side. that nacho cheese yesterday. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, I had a little bit of it too. Uh, <laughs> it looked like um, it just is a big fat sack of nacho cheese. Yeah, it exactly looks like think of it. The consistency looks gross. Yeah, no, it reminds you like of the scene in Fight Club that you talked about. Oh, it does yeah. remind of the scene in Fight Club where they're trying and to steal the, the rendered fat from. She brought it down and put it down in front of me. And it like it looked exactly like it, and I was just like, "Oh fuck!" And then I, then I realized what it was, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" You got excited. Now I remember <laughs> I came I, I came around the corner when she had poured you a few bowls of this. You had a giant bowl of chips and two smaller bowls of one was cheese and one was salsa. And then I went back into my little office sure. area, and then I came back; they were gone. Yeah, that's that's what that's I do what with happens. food. God bless you, Kevin. God, God bless us all. That's what people are saying in the chat right now. God bless chips and queso. Says Turncoat. It's true. Uh, and that's it for the chat. Let's go into this next news story. Have you been following the Uma Thurman, Harvey Weinstein, Quentin Tarantino stuff? Yeah. So uh, I will recap. Of course, Uma Thurman has been um, silent up until the holidays. She was teasing out, not well, teasing out is probably the wrong word, but she was uh, getting ready, at. hinting at the fact that she was was re- was getting ready to talk about uh, her dealings with Harvey Weinstein and how he mistreated her. Uh, this other news story kind of adds to the overall narrative. Um, apparently during the filming of Kill Bill, Quentin Tarantino asked her to do a stunt in that Carmen Ghia that she was driving in, mm-hmm. and she was not comfortable with it, said she wasn't comfortable with it. He got angry and said, "You're, you know, we're behind schedule, you need to do this, and if you don't do it right, I'll make you do it again. She did it, the car malfunctioned, and she got into a car accident hurting her neck and her leg. Um, Quentin Tarantino, this story is a follow-up story to that, and said basically uh, the circumstances of this event were negligent to the point of, cri- uh, of criminality, but uh, she stopped sort of attributing malicious intent to the director. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has issued, I guess, 
has apologized for it. Uh, I didn't yes. see a public apology, but I also haven't really looked for it. Let me read the story before I get off track. I always do this. I try to skip around and my brain just doesn't work. Uma Thurman has posted a video footage of the Kill Bill onset accident that left her with severe injuries. In her Instagram post, the Oscar nominee says that, quote, the circumstances of, th of this event were negligent to the point of criminality, but stopped short of attributing malicious intent to director Quentin Tarantino. In other words, she's not drawing a parallel between the things that were going on with Harvey Weinstein and Quentin Tarantino trying to... Um, hurt her. Got it. So a lot of people. Do you want to watch the Instagram post? No. I guess we could. I'll watch it first. Why don't you watch it? Let me know if it's you let if us it's. Know. Uh, Thurman also writes to the filmmaker, um, who has received heated criticism for his involvement in an incident. Quote was deeply regretful and remains remorseful about this about this sorry event, and gave me the footage years later so I could expose it and let it see the light of day, regardless of it most likely being an event for which justice will never be possible. Quote he also did so with full knowledge it could cause him personal harm, and I am proud of him for doing the right thing for his courage. She adds Thurman isn't so forgiving of the others involved in the quote cover up that followed. However. She says whole, uh, she holds Lawrence Bender, E. Bennett Walsh, and Harvey Weinstein, quote, solely responsible mm -hmm. for the years of secrecy surrounding the accident, uh, which wasn't public knowledge. Quote, they lied, destroyed evidence, and continued to lie about the permanent harm they caused and then chose to suppress. Thurman continues, the cover-up did uh, have malicious intent and shame on these three for all eternity. CAA never sent anyone to Mexico. I hope they look after other clients more respectfully if they, in fact, want to do uh, the job for which they take money with any decency. Uh, I don't know, Kev, yeah. do you want to take a look at it? Yeah, let's not watch it. I mean, it's... it's Go over to her Instagram if you guys like, want to watch it. I don't think it's, like, bad, but it's, there's no reason to. Okay. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, there's just a lot of dark shit surrounding this all whole... All of this, Harvey, yeah. All of the Harvey Weinstein and Miramax drama. Um, she also, of course, it's, it's worth noting that she gave an expose, I believe, the New York Times, um, talking about what she went through with him, and it's pretty fucking dark. Yeah. So, Jesus Christ. Uh, that saga continues. And um, in no shocking statement, Weinstein released a follow-up denying that he engaged in any sort of cover-up. Of course. Yeah, he's been, his tactic so far has been deny, 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 and sue, 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 but I think there's a lot of overwhelming evidence that's it's pretty damning yeah. across the board. It's Yeah. From a lot of... A lot of people. Yeah. Not the least of which is uh, Uma Thurman and Rose McGowan. Oof. Okay. Let's segue out of that into something a little bit more <clears throat> cerebral. Yeah. Segway. Let's do... We're going to talk about the Cloverfield Paradox right now. Uh, I want to give a few spoiler-free impressions for the first like few minutes here, and then we can talk about the actual uh, plots, and we'll go into spoiler territory. Okay. Top level it for me. What did you think Top of this? Top level. I liked it. I definitely think there's issues and plot holes with it. I think it's the weakest out of the trilogy so far by a agree. long shot. I would agree. <clears throat> um, and then, But the more that I've talked about it with people and the more that I've um, like delved into the subreddit and stuff like that and read like theories, which I think is like the fun part about the entire Cloverfield universe. Yeah, I think that's the whole point of it yeah, at this point, is that exactly. they're like, how deep can we go down this rabbit hole of, of viral marketing and yeah. like and tie-ins to each movie? Exactly. Yeah. The more I do all of that, the more that I like it. Uh, what I also like about it is that it's, because it's so controversial and it's so, like there's not a whole lot of like concrete evidence for anything, it's uh, generating a lot of discussion, which I think is really fun. Yeah. So I don't think it's, I think it's fine. I wouldn't. I don't even know that I would say that it's good necessarily. I definitely want to watch it again. 
um, with a little bit of a baseline. No, <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to watch it again. But I think the movie was. I think the movie does more good than 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 bad. Mm-hmm. That's a weird way of saying that, I suppose. Yeah. I think it was a little hard for me to get through. Okay. The parts that I thought were really cool, I liked a lot of the sci-fi parts. I liked a lot of like the weird Event Horizon style, like yeah. almost borderline Evil Dead style shit that was happening. It was very, yeah. I thought that was really Aliens, cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, unex- like, there's a lot of weird shit that happens and I'm like, this yeah. is really, really cool. So everything on the space station I thought was great. Everything that was happening outside of that, I was like, I don't mm. need any of this. This yeah. is really weird. And the movie ultimately felt cobbled together, which I think is its biggest, yeah. my biggest issue with the whole franchise. And that's what I'm worried about with um, the fourth movie is I'm like, is this going to feel the same way where they took, they clearly took a different movie that wasn't supposed to be Cloverfield yeah. and just started pushing it, but pushing all these things around. That was 10 Cloverfield Lane too though. Yeah, but I think that that did it in a way, oh and a lot of people gave it shit for that. Yeah. A lot of people gave it that the, the Cloverfield tie into that they but said I think was the, the story, weakest part and I would agree with that. But the story I think could stand alone without the Cloverfield influences where I don't oh, think this one does. That story could have been anything. Yeah. That could have been anything. It, that that the, the enjoyment of that movie was largely based on the acting and the tension that the director was able to yeah. get through their, it, 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 the great actors in it. Because you have John Goodman. Dude, you got John Goodman, you got Mary Elizabeth Winston, you got yeah. the other guy whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and they were great. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that's a perfect example of how you do one, one location and just set up that tension. Yeah. Very, very well. As to... What happens after that? That could have been anything. It, didn't, yeah. it doesn't matter. So to me, a lot of people say, a lot of people give the criticism of, "Hey, that movie was like randomly cobbled, like the tie-in with Cloverfield was randomly thrown in there." Yeah. Um, I would argue that no matter what the quote-unquote payoff was, uh, it, it wouldn't matter. It's all the same. It was going to yeah. be. It was going to feel cheap no matter what. So why not tie it in with it? Yeah. Uh, Tim did not like it. I thought it was fine. I didn't. He I didn't, didn't like Ten Cloverfield Lane. He liked. He didn't like the Cloverfield oh. tie-in with it. Okay. If that makes sense. I know we're talking in vague. We're spoiling the we're shit in Cloverfield Lane, but that movie's been out for a while yeah. now. Um, so wait, so, so you finished? You watched it in two parts. I correct? watched it in two parts, okay. yeah, because I've been a little sick over the last couple of days, and one of us had to take a nap halfway through. My old, I had to put my old man PJs on oh, and go man. take a nap. Um, but I, I came back and watched it, and part part of my uh, part of the uh, oh, I'm disappointed. For one, is that I should have watched it all in one sitting because yeah. I was a bit. Like, wait a minute, am I what just not understanding again? what's going on, or was I just not, am I not paying attention close enough because I'm mm-hmm. sick and I was sleeping through half this fucking movie? Yeah. Um, I saw the whole movie, but I feel like watching it again with fresh eyes might not be a bad idea because I'm like, I'm confused as to what's, how they're getting a lot of this information and how they're yeah. drawing some of this stuff. Ultimately, though, I think that I got the gist of it mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. I did. I think it's worth a watch. I also think it's it's worth noting that you got to get through the first like twenty minutes of it yeah. before it really kicks in and you start getting some of the interesting sci-fi aspects of it. Yeah. Um, so some cool stuff happens there. Okay, Kevin. Now we're gonna go into spoiler territory here. I'm putting up spoilers, bro. And Put I'm up leaving. the spoilers, bro. Let me make it bigger. It's not. It's not big enough. There it is. Got it. Greedy ears in the chat says, "If we didn't have the Cloverfield name, I wouldn't have bothered. I think a lot of people wouldn't." I agree. It, I mean, so much of it was trying to tie together <clears throat> Cloverfield things. Well, this movie, I don't know that it could have. I mean, obviously, it could have existed without being Cloverfield, but I think it would have been like even more bare bones. Well, the issue. So, going into spoiler territory, um, I liked a lot of this. Yeah, I liked a lot of the weird, nuanced, like horror sci-fi aspects mm-hmm. of it. Like, I love when the Scottish guy. Uh, <laughs> that whole fun. situation. I was like, this is kind of interesting and kooky and yeah. weird. Um, 
I just didn't like a lot of the weird leaps in logic where they were like, like what? this is what's happening. And you're like, oh, how do you yeah. know what's happening? Like, Something gets spelled you... out like very clearly. It's yeah, like, and they're just that? like all the interdimensional stuff where they just kind of figure it out. You're like, I get that you're smarter than me, but you're not that smart. You're not that fucking smart, A. And B, um, obviously this is meant as sort of like a focal point for the whole series, right? Yeah. This is this is sort of explaining how all the Cloverfield esque things that are happening have yeah. occurred because of this experiment that they're doing up there. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's even a spoiler. I think that's no. pretty much like that's in the description on IMDb. Like yeah. they're trying to solve an energy crisis. That's how they, they were marketing it. They use a very small um, hadron collider, uh, a particle collider, which oh, is yeah. weird. But I guess they were able to use that to make energy, and it causes this weird dimensional rift. I don't like that they shoehorned in that one scene where the guy's like, this could cause demonic creatures to come. Like, how the fuck do you know that? That's weird. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, that was kind of weird. But did you know that the reporter that's interviewing him is played by the same actress of the woman from 10 Cloverfield Lane that was trying to get into the bunker? I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, so this is happening. It hasn't necessarily, it will, they haven't, obviously, because nothing in Cloverfield is overtly stated. Um, but they haven't said like, hey, it's the same person, but we don't necessarily know if it happens in the same, it obviously happens in the general Clo- Cloverfield universe, but in the same dimension could be questionable. That's that's interesting. Uh, point of clarification, people are saying Chris O'Dowd is Irish, not Scottish. Oh. Thank you for the clarification, everyone. Also, I appreciate that. the guy that was interviewing, or the guy that was being interviewed doing all that stuff, uh, his last name was Stambler, which in theory relates him to John Goodman's character in 10 Cloverfield Lane, whose last name is also Stambler. That's all great and said and done, but what, like halfway this through the movie... This is the stuff that I love no, about no, it, though. I, it's I all do these weird that. Easter cool. egg things of like, there is some like thought being put in on the back end of how to tie all this stuff There together. is, and I like that, and I think that there's... But but you can tell, my biggest, my biggest fear with this was that I was hoping they were able to do it cleverly where it felt organic, like they had planned yeah. this, and it just doesn't feel organic. It feels, a lot of this feels shoehorned in, where they were like, you could tell they're watching the edit, and they're like, oh, if we just tweak this one little thing, we could plug this in, plug this in, plug this in. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a cohesive whole. And that's my Did you watch problem. Lost? Uh, I watched the first three and a half seasons Did you of like Lost. it? I loved the first two seasons of Lost. Got it. Yeah, right when they went onto the boat, I was like, oh. I'm done with this shit. Yeah. I love, dude, no, don't get me wrong, I love the J.J. Abrams. I think, it's like a, I think it is like a J.J. Abrams kind of thing of like, yeah, Lost, I, I think, suffered from a lot of those same things of like, ooh, you're trying to get all these things to connect and you're not well, quite nailing it. Lost suffered from uh, the fact that, the Lost was a, a product of its own success. Um, and the problem with that was they were like, wow, this is a really great series that needs to go on yeah. a lot longer. And I don't think that they, if memory serves me correctly, I don't think they had planned on it going like seven seasons. I think they only had planned for five. Yeah, and so I think they were going to wrap that story up a lot sooner than that, and they were forced to sort of shoehorn in a lot of uh, exterior storylines that didn't really necessarily, the others, all that stuff. I don't think they really wanted to flesh that out as much as they did. Um, And to be honest, the show was at its best when a lot of the the elements in it weren't explained. Yeah. The first season of that show, the first two seasons of Lost are probably two of the best seasons of television ever made. Yeah. But then we start getting... You start seeing the breakdown of the narrative thread as you start explaining some of these elements that you're like, I don't really need an explanation for that. And I think that is a lot of the issues with Cloverfield, too, of, like, we don't necessarily need to know, or we don't need to have this guy explain, like, oh, this thread could have aliens do it. It's like, that could just be a product that happens. Well, once you you broach the concept of, hey, we're, we're playing with interdimensional like realities mm-hmm. and time, by the way, which I think is really, really cool. And yeah. that, that's a cool concept that you don't think of where you're like, if you're tearing open the thread of like space time, 
you're dealing with like you could be causing things to happen in other timelines and other part like in, in yeah. history and I think that's really really cool which is also how no, they're probably explaining um, spoilers? Mm -hmm. yes Kevin um, we're still which is how we're you know obviously they're going to explain away the concept of something happening in World War Two. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um. I and 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 in that way it did work and a lot of the horror elements and a lot of the sci-fi elements I felt did work. I just feel like it's it's a little too cobbled together for me. But I will give uh, um, the next one a chance for sure. Yeah. Overfill four will be getting a viewing at least in my household. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I liked it overall. I just like that. I think it's. The ARG section of the Cloverfield universe, I think, is next level, and I don't think anyone's really put that much effort into something like this in regards to viral marketing. Yeah. Like, this stands out, and then, like, going back to, like, Blair Witch Project before we knew what it was um, and the way that that kind of happened, I think, were, like, are the only ones that stand out to me. Yeah. No, I mean, again, I think it's fun. I think it's cool. I've been a... I've, I, when they announced that they were doing this, I'm like, that's yeah. a really great idea. Because, like, I forget who said it in the chat, but I would not have seen 10 Cloverfield Lane if it weren't called 10 Cloverfield Lane. If I didn't know there was going to be a loose tie-in with that, I don't mm -hmm. think I would have seen it. Um, I would not have watched this if it was just called The God Particle. I don't think I would have. Because I if just it was, watched... Oh, yeah. If it, had just, if it had kept its original title and it had nothing to do with the Cloverfield universe, yeah, I don't I think... Yeah, I probably wouldn't have I don't know that I wouldn't have watched it, but I definitely wouldn't have watched it day one. It wouldn't have given me the same... Cachet. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't have given it a shot. So on that front, I think that the the campaign is working, which is great. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see what other people think of. Let us know what you guys think in the comments if you've watched uh, the Cloverfield Parrot. We can take the spoilers off now. Cool, Greg. Uh, let us know what you guys thought of it. Uh, please try to remain spoiler free in the comments so you don't spoil it for everyone. Um, but you know, in a week from now, if you're watching this video a week from now, it's anyone's game. You know, pa pa pa. Straight shooter. <laughs> shooter McGavin. Uh, cool. Let's see here. What do we have next, lates and gents? Uh, let's go into some tips. If you guys have given us a tip at the $5 above level, we will read that comment. If it's below that, we'll secretly not read it. I'll read it to myself. Frog and Bullfish 89 says, it still would have been big because it'd be another Netflix original movie, which is an interesting... But it wasn't a Netflix original movie. But uh, Netflix... It was a Netflix acquired movie. There we go. Yeah. But still interesting of like when... Net I think Netflix acquiring movies is... Still, oh no, I mean, that's been a big, a big deal, deal for them. For I mean, obviously, they're moving more toward original production. We yeah. read a story a few weeks ago talking about Sundance and how net, both Netflix and Amazon were like, are a little they're pumping the brakes off of acquiring outside things as they're mm -hmm. building their own production means internally. Yeah, um, so it's very, very interesting. They're, I mean, obviously, they're going to need content like crazy, yeah, because they're a massive content delivery platform. So, on that front, mm -hmm. you know, it's cool, but. I don't know, like, a lot of people are talking about Altered Carbon right now, and they're like, you gotta give it a chance. And I'm like, I just have no desire to watch that series. It sounds interesting. Um, Yusuf like and Jen were talking to me about it this right. weekend, and they both said that it's pretty good. Well, I don't know. Maybe but I'll I just finished The Good Place, so I, I needed something that was a little bit lighter, because I feel like I've been watching what a lot of What was The Good episodes. Place? Kristen Bell and Ted Danson. Oh, how's that? It's really good. That's it's not good. the one where she eats people, right? No, that's the same. Yeah, that's Drew Barrymore. Uh, DRux87 has given us a nice tip. It said, heading to SF for work and was hoping to catch Nick's set, but sounds like you were under the weather. Feel better. Also, Michelle Wolf is performing at Cobbs this weekend. Check out her HBO special. She is at Cobbs. It's awesome. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. There's a couple people that reached out to me um, asking where I will be. I will be in bed. Um, and by the way, no good performances happened there. So you're not missing much. Uh, Panzer G2 says, Nick and Joey, you guys are killing it. Be well. Thanks. Thank you. Infinity Style says, Nick and Joey, salutations. Just wanted to pay my birthday tax. Enjoy your Tuesday and keep on rocking in the free world. 
Happy birthday. And SkizUp has given us our final tip for today and says, fun clip, gave us a link, sound up, and shout out to both Cool Greg and Andy for their recent solo Twitch streams. Great for such a variety of entertainment from the whole crew. Uh, cool Greg, Yo. can I copy that into the thing? Let's watch this. I'm gonna copy this right by tips, if you wanna bring that up. Uh, while he's bringing that up, I will go in to read P.S. I Love This Best Friend XOXO. Actually, Joe, do you want to read it? I'd love to read it. Do you it. have it pulled up? You pulled these I out. It's nice to have you on the up. show. You can yeah. pull it up. Um, so Mike G is shouting out the entire community, including the hosts. Um, he said, I've been a longtime fan of the crew since the IGN days and followed them through the transition to Kind of Funny. Flash forward to the fall of 2016 where I was fired from my job and it sent me into an extreme depression bordering on suicide. Oh. And I spent four weeks in the hospital on suicide watch. Once I was out of the hospital, I started watching the live feeds of the videos daily, and I found that it was giving me an escape from the shit I was dealing with, and for the first time in a long time, I found, my small smi found myself smiling and laughing. Due to me being unemployed, I was unable to give back, but I still watch daily. It was there for me when I it felt like so much of my life wasn't. <clears throat> Without getting too sappy, I continue to be on the mend. I am again employed, and last month I started to contribute to the Kind of Funny Games Patreon, and I subscribed to Twitch. If there was another way I could give back um, what you have given me, I would. So thank you to the Kind of Funny crew and to the community. I hope that one of these years I'll be able to make it down to San Fran for a Kind of Funny meetup, or if there's one in my hometown, Van City, which I think is Vancouver. I believe so. I'll be there. All the best, Mike G. That was like a very heartfelt. Yeah, that was. Piece I love this best. Here, here's how you can give back, Mike G, uh, by being well. Yes. That's what we want to see. That's what we're all here for. We are here to uh, help each other out with that. So the fact that you are doing better makes me happy. Keep on keeping on, my friend. Love. Um, all right, speaking of positive, fun thoughts getting put out there, Woo! it's giveaway time. <gasps> so exciting. Joe, tell people how they can win. You have I like putting you on the spot. Like, ah, here's like, quiz, quiz time. Do you remember how this I works? Remember this? <laughs> it's only four ways. There's four ways. I mess it up every day, so don't you, feel too bad. Oh, okay, I feel bad. a yeah, little bit better. You can be watching live on Twitch right now, or if you're watching this on YouTube, you could watch at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Boom. There's one. Goes, Two, you could be a subscriber on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. So even if you can't watch, you could use your Amazon Prime money, get these cool emotes, mm -hmm. get private chat time with us, all that fun stuff. When we play games, you'll play games with us. This is true. Number three is you could be a subscriber at the $2 above tier on Kind of Funny's regular Patreon. Mm -hmm. That's not the right word, but. I say, I say a Patreon.com slash, yeah, I say Kind of Funny Prime, that's fine. Okay. That works. Or you could be a $2 or above patron on Kind of Funny Games. Good All job. Right. Excellent <laughs> not job. Not as eloquent as I would have liked, well, but we're not eloquent we'll get there. here. We're not known for our eloquence. Hmm. Today's winner comes from the Kind of Funny Patreon. Congratulations, Cala Del Giorno. You have won Ultimate Chicken Horse on PS4. Uh, thank you for your support. We appreciate you. Everyone who did not win, there's always tomorrow. <laughs> uh, before we go into subscribers, Cool Greg. Let's pull up this. Uh, let's pull up this fun clip from Jamie and see if it's in fact fun. If not, Jamie, your privileges have been revoked. Got it. Go. <laughs> All right. All right. I needed this today. Not laugh out loud fun, but definitely smile inducing. Yeah. It gets better. <laughs> All right. That was a solid fun that clip. That was a solid fun clip. Thank you for that. Uh, I don't know that Jamie's ever going to outdo herself with Free Chicavados, though. Free Chicavados is, is that might be your some would say, the, the, is the fun clip of 2018. I'm pretty sure Kevin it's, just walked in with a bowl of queso. Of course and he a did. Bowl of salsa. Of course he did. 
God bless him for that. And chips, no. Uh, let's go into the old three and three. Ladies and gentlemen, we will take some comments, questions, compliments, concerns from the non-subscribers, and then we will go into the people uh, we love just a little bit better. Uh, the subscribers. <laughs> Ooh, DH Canada says, can we get a Cool Greg effect about The Bachelor? Cool Greg, oh, do you want to tell yeah. us about watching The Bachelor last night? Cool Greg, get in here and tell us about The Bachelor. Kevin, roll the Cool Greg graphic. We don't have one. Thanks, Kev. Perfect. Um, CN, she's from California. She seemed really cool. I'm mm -hmm. voting for her to win. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Tia was cool. And then I didn't like the ones that left. I didn't like them at all. So, so you're okay with like them leaving? Riddance. Yeah. How did you feel about rose, drinking rosé last night? Oh, yeah, that was fun, too. You know, <laughs> I was drinking with them. It was a great time. I love it. How, why did you guys start talking about taxidermy? It's oh, weird. Tim was just telling me what some of the ladies were into. Oh, got it. Taxidermy is an odd, odd choice for a bachelorette, but why not? I mean, <coughs> whatever uh, you're into. We do have a few cheers. I think it's worth mentioning. Um, Throw7 has given us 500 cheers. It says, 15 seconds of joy, disgust, and persona, or we riot. Uh, Wiltron ha uh, has given us cheers and said, five minutes of persona. <laughs> Wiltron also gave us another cheer and says, bag of queso. And then Throw7 is back and said, you can ignore you can ignore all of our bits, but we still demand 15 seconds of persona with Joey. Guys, listen. Bag of queso. Bag of queso. Um, That's a weird I said this before, I'll say it again. I wish we could do more with this show. I do. I don't know who produces this show. You do. But that you person always just tells me we simply don't have time for more sports or more persona. If you want sports, follow Andy on Twitter. If you want persona news, watch Kind of Funny Games Daily today. I'm pretty sure Andrea Renee's in it. You know why I know that? Because in my peripheral vision, she's just shaking her head. She's just going like this. But Andrea, doesn't, talk about Andrea doesn't play persona. I don't play Persona. Nobody plays Persona, apparently. In apparently it's not a popular game. I play Persona, but Nick won't let me talk she about also, Persona. She also makes I'm up titles of games mementos. like Stardew Valley and weird shit like that. I'm so. at the end of Mementos, and I keep Bag getting my ass kicked. Bag of queso. Bag of queso. I don't like this cheer. All right, let's go into some Let's go into Actually, take a couple more questions from non and we'll go into some Um, mode. Let's see. Um, We do read cheers. There's a lot of people that are... I can't tell if the bag of queso chat is outweighing the persona chat or if it's I think it really is. Bag of I really queso. think it is. Just bag really, of queso. it's so hard. So Not the Lysander at work is halfway through the third palace, 40 hours in. Took a while, but this game is finally has its hooks on me. It gets you. It gets you. Tardis Blue says Gary Witta plays persona. It's true. Well, that legitimizes it, apparently. Uh, 30 seconds of Sporsona. Andy and Joey yelling, just yelling over each other. That I would actually allow. That's that's we have to time see for that. Who can get them? To see who can who get, get more words in about it. Let's go to sub only mode okay. right now. Uh, 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 uh. Did you guys see The Rock responding to Gary Wood's tweet? No, I did not. I did see it. Said Mystery Asked Man 300. What, what did he say? Um, it was talking about Gary tweeted out about how the new movie that's not Rampage that I thought skyscraper was skyscraper yeah. about how in their. Um, the Rock has a prosthetic leg, which I didn't know because I haven't watched the trailer. Oh. Um, but how he thought it was really cool that The Rock didn't see that as like a sign of weakness and is like um, being like a strong character with oh, a cool. disability. And The Rock retweeted it, and they had like a little chat back and forth about things. That's lovely. Yeah, right. That's lovely. Super cool. I like when our two friends get along. Two friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Download Gamer says, "Should I get Monster Hunter World?" Question mark. Mm-hmm. I only play Persona. Yes, 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 yes. We have a message from the peanut gallery back there, and they Bag say yes. Bag of queso. 
Bag of queso. Asroth17 says, Nick, did you ever get around to watching Legion? I did not. I did not. Zuck T says, I'm like 62 hours in. Makoto is wife and Fubuta is our adopted child. Futaba. Which one of us sounds sillier now? <laughs> Mine's right. Which one of us sounds sillier now? Uh, Lexi Gunner wants to know if there's an update on the Kinda Honey Gog. We're actually meeting up tomorrow to figure out schedules. So hopefully soon. Uh, Falcon1282 says, Nick, have you heard of uh, Eliza Schlesinger seeing her stand up in SF on February 23rd? I have her. I think she's just going by Eliza now. But yeah, she's really fucking funny. I think uh, Alexis got to hang out with her. Alexis uh, Pence got to hang out with her and do oh. some and do some work. Mm. Uh, Panzer G two says Nick Future Man on Hulu was made personally for you. You need to watch it. I'll give it a chance. Uh, bag of Persona. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Ignacio Rojas says Nick, when are you watching Shield? Uh, Ignacio, I've watched Shield. And I've done. Let me let me break this down. Wait, for wait, you like guys. the Ryan Reynolds Shield? No, that was not. No, the that show was, Shield. He's I say, was thinking. F yeah, there we go. Oh, I did watch that. <laughs> I love that. Let's talk about that. I want to hear about I that. I remember liking it, but I remember it being really. It's like Men in Black, but if if Men in Black were, it's kind of a rip off Men in Black. Yeah. Um, people always say watch Agents of Shield. You got to give it another chance. Here's the deal to me. Another I'm not chance. gonna watch a show for like three seasons in order for it to quote, get good. Yeah. No. There's too much good TV out right now. There's too much great content out there. You gotta up your game, TV. You gotta lose yourself in the music. Twitch shit, right? You know what I mean? All sorts of Twitch shit. Um, Ant-Man0208 says, Dick, thoughts on Floyd Mayweather teasing a move to UFC that will never happen. That will literally never happen. There is no way Floyd Mayweather steps into a UFC octagon because he will get destroyed. And that man is worth way too much money and has taken actually not a lot of damage in boxing. He's been way too smart about not taking damage to go, to want to walk in and get taken down and pounded. Not going to happen. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, R.I.P.D. is the movie. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I did watch that. Uh... Nick, it gets good in season one when the events of Winter Soldier happen. Again, that's like halfway through. That's hours of my life I have to waste until it gets good. And then when does it get good again after that? It doesn't. Doesn't S.H.I.E.L.D. stop happening after? No, there's a whole Hydra shit. Don't ask questions. Tim. That seems like a lot. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Joey, thanks for joining us. Thanks. Cool, great, Kevin. Awesome as always. Thank you for crunching back there. Uh, all you people out in the audience, make sure you get your own metaphorical or literal bag of queso today. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy uh, because I'm happy to be here with you. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, Joey's going to be back in a few seconds to read subscribers. I'm going to go blow my nose. And after that, uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily returns with Tim and Andrea. Uh, and will they talk about Persona 5? No, probably not because it's a game that no one's playing now. That's so not even true. So many people are playing Persona 5. I'm playing. Gary Whitta just got started playing. Jonathan Dornbush is playing. Alana is oh, playing. Oh, Jonathan Dornbush is playing. Yeah. The Bush? The Dornbush? Call him that. The Boy Wonder. The Boy Wonder of news. I call him the Bush. No, you don't. I don't like, like that. Like the Burning Bush. No, you don't. It's biblical. It's biblical. It's biblical. <laughs> That's exactly what you think. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Thank you for letting me make fun of your uh, persona addiction. I love you very much. I'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Until then, Joey will read your name, maybe, if you subscribe, if you're a good boy or girl. Shout out to Hyphen. Kevin, cut the feed. <laughs>